This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I am Sarah Jane Case and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy Friday. I hope the week is treating you well. Today, we are diving into the transformative power of self-awareness and its impact on personal empowerment. Our guest today is Tara Marino, the founder and CEO of Elegant Femme, a French clothing designer and a mentor for women returning to the truth of their souls worldwide. Tara, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and just really see what unfolds today. I know both of us love the deep personal conversation of the types in many, many ways. So I'm excited to be here and to explore this together. Yeah, I'm so excited to kind of talk through that connection between self-awareness and empowerment. Um, How did you get here? Like, what's your story? Yeah. So it's so interesting to me because I feel like no matter how many times I share this, it impacts me every single time I say it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that is one of the things with self-awareness, one of the gifts that we have, because it's not just a story. It's a way for us to all reflect and contemplate on where we are, who we've chosen to be inside of this space and that continued choice to choose again and again and again. Mm -hmm. So for me, the biggest defining moment that really started it all was my firstborn son, beautiful baby boy. Like literally I can still feel him in my arms and he passed away after he was born, six days after he was born. And I had just turned 26 years old. So he was born on February 4th and my birthday is February 5th. So literally the greatest birthday present of my life, this baby boy And I still say the greatest gift, the greatest gift, because even through all the pain, all the intensity, all the anger, really, Mm -hmm. truly, Mm -hmm. I, I would not be the woman that I am today without this experience. Mm -hmm. And so it was, this was the beginning of everything. You know, this was the beginning of me even questioning who I was because my identity Mm -hmm. was so wrapped up in course, like I'm going to be a mom. I have everything in the world makes sense now. I'm going to be a mom. I don't need to think about my purpose anymore. I don't need to stress about, am I fulfilling my highest potential? I'm going to be a mom. So everything made sense. And when he passed away in my arms, yes, I, I lost a child, but I also lost any kind of resonance with who I was. Nothing made sense anymore. 
And so it was this, again, a full year of like so transparent, Xanax, bottles of wine, Mm -hmm. hating God, hating every, everyone, like anyone that no one could be happy because nothing made sense. I was filled with so much anger, so much confusion, so much pain. And it was about a year after he passed that I was sitting surrounded by paper, lawyer paperwork. There was an opportunity to file a lawsuit. And I remember just in that victim space of like, why me? Why me? Why me? And I feel like when we ask that question, we'll always find an answer inside. And so my ego is very apt to respond with, well, you had an abortion when you were 17 and you did this and you did that. And so you're being punished. Like, of course, what do you mean? Why you? I, I could find any, any answer to that question. And in that, there was a subtle, subtle, quiet voice that said, stop asking why and start asking how. How are you going to respond to this? Like, how are you going to be the type of woman that at that point, my only vantage point was that Mason would want you to be like, how? how? So that tipping point started everything. It started the femme types, the, the healing of my own journey, putting myself back together and just one day at a time, trusting like my own inner knowing and who I was really truly capable of being, what I really desired to enjoy and what it was I could do from this point forward. Yeah. Wow. So that was the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. How, how did we go from, okay. So I have so many listeners, especially our type fours who are probably here who know that sense so well of, I must be, have done something bad that deserved yeah. punishment. Yeah. How did you step out of those feelings? Yeah. It's such a good question. It's such a good question. And my intention is to really answer this from the purest place that I can inside, because I don't think there's one like, easy, right answer you know, mm-hmm. to this. I, what I was just sharing about looking at this through a different lens of now that I've experienced this, like what, what else is there inside of me that I'm longing to experience? And I feel like asking the question of why we deserve something, we will find that answer. And if we are, I'm a, I'm a four mm-hmm. <laughs> surprise. I think so many of us are, we have a default to look for punishment as a form of freedom. And mm. for me, shifting that instead of why, which always for me personally, in this instance, puts us in a state of victim and victim and punishment go hand in hand. So for me, that bridge really was the, how do I want to respond? Which put me in a place of empowerment and choice. And I could feel it differently immediately in my body. So I don't want to, you know, paint a picture of it was just one flip of a switch and then everything was solved. It was a constant question every day of, 
Who do I desire to be today? What is that empowered choice that I'm making? What lens am I looking through? Am I looking through the lens of punishment? Am I looking through the lens of choice? Am I looking through the opportunity that I have an ability to respond to this in a way that allows me to remember my wholeness instead of basing ourselves in this idea that punishment serves and that like I said earlier that punishment is in some way a form of will will liberate us in some way it does not mm-hmm. it does not mm-hmm. so as you stepped into this space as you stepped into you know what instead of why how you came to fem types so what was that journey like why fem types yeah yeah so it literally so just and again, everyone listening, we all have our own defining moment. So even though you may not be able to completely relate to my specifics of my story, I feel like every single one of us knows that void of pain, of hurt, of I don't know who I am anymore with this current reality. So my current reality at that time was I was still looking like I had preg- I was pregnant. I had a breast, I had a freezer full of breast milk. I had been breastfeeding him. So I had a very pregnant looking body. I had a C-section scar. So not only did I feel separate from like my inner truth, but I felt completely separate from my physical body. So in this very beginning stages, I started to see through that voice that I first heard, which is how do I want to respond to this? And I started just sketching little pieces of lingerie because for me, I love fashion. I love beauty. And I started relating to these different embodiments of lingerie as my indie, my Frenchie, and my New Yorker. And I just started personifying these in my own mind to make me feel good. And my indie became the femme type, which was my being. Like, am I connected to my truth today? Am I connected to my source? Am I listening to my intuition? My Frenchie became everything about beauty and about my body, right? All about, can I even look at myself in the mirror today? Can I let myself take a shower today and actually even see my C-section scar? So the Frenchie became about beauty and about pleasure and about body image and that real enjoyment of life that I felt I didn't deserve, quite honestly. And then the New Yorker followed with, this power and prosperity and this aligned action of can I honor myself by participating in my physical world experience and not just being a bystander. Mm -hmm. So every day it was literally step by step of, okay, am I honoring my indie? Am I honoring my Frenchie? Am I honoring my New Yorker? And it was literally something I was just doing for me that made me feel again, like at peace with who I was. It made me feel confident again to explore my life and to ask deeper questions. And I started coaching other women who had lost children at first and shared with them what I was doing, the femme types, and then other women that hadn't lost children, but felt separate from their identity or their dreams or just a loss of life inside started asking me what I was doing. And I just started the word of mouth sharing. Oh, I, I have my femme types. I have my indie, my Frenchie, and my New Yorker. And it grew. It grew like that. That was 2000 and 
eight when I first really started coaching. My son passed away in 2002. So I spent a good five, six years really navigating myself and my own journey. And then the femme types came to life. Do you find that some people tend to lead with one or the other? Like such a good question. Such a good question. And I don't know I've ever been asked that question so early on. So yes, we all have all three femme types. For sure. We all have our indie Frenchie New Yorker and we all do have a power femme. We call it our natural essence. So typically we hide behind a femme type that's not our natural essence because that's how we've been taught. We can navigate the world in a safer way. We usually have a memory from when we're quite young where we were embodying the fullness of our natural essence and we either got hurt or someone told us we were too big for our britches or some element that we were in the spotlight where we were told it wasn't okay to be there. So we end up hiding behind an alternate femme type. So the answer, the simple answer is yes, we absolutely all have a natural essence. And when we lead with that femme type, everything changes, everything. Today's podcast is brought to you by Notion. Now, you know I love Notion. You may also already love Notion. I personally love to use it for my hub on the internet. It has my planner in it. It has all of my commonly used links. It has my budgeting template. It has my travel packing lists. It is basically my life hub. Everything that I need to know is there. It's my second brain. It is everything to me, and I love it. Now, I first started with Notion out of desperation. I needed a place to house all of the sites that I regularly visit without distraction. So I started there and then it just spiraled. Once I got the hang of it, I just wanted to use it for everything and I do use it for everything. Now, they have launched Notion Q&A, which I use all the time for things like weekly planning, I can ask Notion, what tasks do I usually do on Tuesday? And it will pull the tasks that I typically do. And then I can get a sense of if I've forgotten something that I need to do this week. I also like to ask it things like, what are the themes that we're seeing in this coaching client experience, right? Like if I have a client who I'm, you know, wrapping up our time together I can kind of get a sense of like, what have the themes been here? Because I keep my notes in Notion. I can also go, what should I pack for San Francisco? Because I've been to San Francisco before. I have my packing list there and it can pull the information from my other pages and share with me what I've needed before. It's really cool. It combines your notes, documents, and projects all together in one beautiful space, and navigating that space is easier than ever thanks to Notion's new feature Q&A. It's an AI assistant that can answer questions about next quarter's roadmap, find that marketing campaign proposal you're looking for, or dig up a long lost link, all in seconds. 
You all know that I run a very complex and layered business. And when your projects get more complex, finding what you're looking for across your entire workspace can be pretty difficult. And that's where Notion Q&A comes in. It answers any question you have, making use of your entire database of knowledge to make sure the answers are actually helpful because they're pulling it from your information. Notion AI can now give you instant answers to your questions using information from across your wiki, project docs, and meeting notes. If you have an urgent question you'd normally turn to a coworker to answer, just ask Q&A instead. It'll search through thousands of documents in seconds and answer your question in clear language, no matter how large or complex your workspace is. You can also ask Q&A questions from anywhere in Notion, so you can find exactly what you need without leaving the doc you're in right now. That can be so helpful with staying focused on what is important. Plus, you can trust your data is secure because Notion AI is designed to protect your information. No AI models are trained with your information, the data is encrypted, and answers will never use information from pages you don't have access to. When you use Notion AI, it's even easier to do your most meaningful work. Try Notion AI for free when you go to notion.com slash egram. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash egram to try the powerful, easy to use Notion AI today. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show, which means the world to me. Notion.com slash egram. Thank you, Notion, for supporting the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yeah, what, what happens when we lead with our... Would you say our natural femme type? Our natural essence natural is what essence we call type. it. Yeah, natural essence, which is our power femme. So I'll give I'll give my personal example. So I'm a natural essence Frenchie, which may or may not be a surprise. It's just yeah, really who right. I <laughs> feel right. So I have had a tendency to hide behind my Indian femme type, oh. feeling like. I was afraid to admit how much beauty meant to me, afraid to be seen as not spiritual, afraid if I embodied the full essence of the beauty and the fashion and the things that truly light me up, that I would be seen as not a good person. So I've overcompensated in the past with my indie femme type, people pleasing, hiding who I really am, wanting to be accepted, right? These things that I felt were safer for me. Mm -hmm. So what happens when you embody your natural essence? You're in your true place of power. So the things that you've been struggling with or feeling like you need to prove yourself for start naturally coming to you with ease. It's just a place of 
acceleration, I would say, when it comes to our desires, when it comes to our power, and when it comes to the impact and influence we're really here to make without feeling like we need to overcompensate or prove our self-worth and our value in a different way. So how do I, because I can kind of see parts of me in all of them, right? Of like, course. How yeah. do I suss out, like, which one's my essence and which one's my kind of protective? Yeah. Character? So the first, the first place and the first thing to really honor is really all three, because this is a natural question, right? Well, I want to know immediately what my natural essence is so I can just go there. And the beauty and power of it is to embody and to align with all three first, so that you can feel that natural flow and rhythm with the alignment of all three. And once we gift ourselves permission to do that, you start to naturally gravitate and see which one you've been hiding from, which one really is a true source of power for you. And we do take women through inside of Elegant Femme, a natural essence, like quiz opportunity for them to identify which really is their power femme. But I don't suggest anyone even try that before they've aligned with all three and really gifted themselves permission to embody all of them because we don't want to be predominantly operating in just one. We really do want to receive the support of all of the femme types. Okay. I love this so much because with the Enneagram, <laughs> it's like the same. I like to teach it the same way, but like I don't teach it in the right, in the same order. Right. So I agree. Like our type isn't, we want to embrace all the types. We want to, we have everything in us. We're allowed to be all things mm-hmm. and we start with typology. So I love that you're saying like, let's start by embracing all of the, the type, these types in you. And then you can start to worry about what your power fem is. I love that. Yes. I feel like it's so important because Again, when we look at the fem type, so I feel like we can go deeper here than I usually go. Are you cool with that? I I feel like your audience, we could do that. Okay. So not only do we have all fem types, but the fem types also have a faux, a faux type, which meaning is like the less mature embodiment, the piece of us that really wants to operate in protection. And really the strongest faux type for the majority of society is the faux New Yorker. So the New Yorker, the real New Yorker is power, prosperity. She's the doing, but she's really the doing from an aligned space inside. She's not the doing, doing, doing just to get stuff done, to check it off the list. She's really that full embodiment of grace, of allowing, really. And yet the majority of us go into this space of the more I do, the more successful I'll be, the more money I make, the more valuable I am the busier I am, right? This is the answer so many of us have been taught is when we look at moving towards our desire, the first question that comes up for many of us is, what do I do and how do I do it? So if we were to just focus on one of the femme types, it kind of activates that faux energy of, oh, there's just one answer for me. I'm going to go here and I'm going to go all in and it's going to fix everything. This activates more of a faux New Yorker energy instead of a wholeness of, I have all of these aspects. Where am I not allowing myself to receive support? And which femme type might I be predominantly operating in because I feel safe? Mm instead of allowing myself the full support, which to me is something I consistently am looking at and working on in my own life is how can I allow myself more support from every avenue possible? Is there 
often one, because it's right, we have the one that's our essence. We have mm-hmm. one that's kind of guarding her. Mm-hmm. And then do we have one that we kind of like don't want to look at? Yes. I feel that in myself. I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I, I want to like <laughs> yes. shove one down. Yes. So typically the one that we try to shove down is our natural essence. I know, I know, I know, I know. This is really every time a woman's like, no, no, it can't. No, 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 no. Typically. It makes sense. Yeah. Because it makes sense because it's like the part of us we felt like is when you see, when at least for me, I think like when you feel the pressure to play a role. Yeah. Uh, or at least like, or if you learn early on, like you can, you're not supposed to be that, don't do that, don't be that. Then you're like, it starts to become like, well, we don't do that, everybody. Like we're not supposed to be yeah. doing that. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know if you have a memory that's coming up for you, but I can literally remember as a little girl, I think I was like three and we were at a Christmas party at my grandma's and I literally remember wearing a red velvet dress and white tights with ruffles on the butt. And I was so proud of this outfit. I was tiny. I was little that I was running around the party and showing everybody like the ruffles on the back of my tights. And I can remember being told like, stop it. Don't do that. Like basic, my interpretation, right? Like what's wrong with you? Why are you looking for attention for that? Like my interpretation was, I am bad for doing this. I am wrong for loving this. I am wrong for desiring this. I am wrong for appreciating this. So we all typically do have more than one memory where we are in the fullness of our power, in the fullness of our natural essence and told in some way we're wrong, we're bad, we shouldn't be like that, we can't be like that. And we can interpret it as there's literally something wrong with us. So we then overcompensate with another femme type that feels more acceptable and unknowingly completely dim our power. Dang. Okay, so... If we want to live in to each of these types, are there practices or or things we can do to kind of tap into each one? Yeah. So it's so, so simple, which most things are, which I know for our ego is like so annoying and we love the complexity, (laughs) but really it's so simple. So I say inside of Elegant Femme all the time that a beautiful life starts with a beautiful day. So simple and so true. And these beautiful days compound on one another. And we look back and we're like, oh my gosh, I'm literally living the life that I want to live. So there's a process that I created called the Femme Flow List. And I created this really because for myself, everything that I created, first first for me and my own healing and my own opportunity for growth. Right? Right. How, what better way than we're like, okay, I need this. I need this. Mm -hmm. And I found this for myself, this addiction to the to-do list, right? Like this idea that like we were talking about before, the more I do, the better I'll be. And yet it was never over. I never felt good. I never felt fulfilled. Like it just sucked all the life out of me. So I started playing with what I call a femme flow list. So every morning we have a process. It's so, so simple where we connect with our indie, our Frenchie and our New Yorker. By first thing, asking our indie, who do I desire to be today? Because for me personally, I don't resonate with the energy of becoming. It's just for me, activates a faux New Yorker of I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. So looking through the lens of the indie of who do I require to be and really starting to listen to this intuition, 
really starting to listen to this inner knowing, really starting to listen to that aspect of us that increases our capacity to receive. This is all the indie femme type. After we've answered that, moving into the Frenchie of what do I desire to enjoy today? It's so tempting to skip the Frenchie altogether. The majority of women put the Frenchie on the back burner and they're like, listen, I'll take care of my pleasure when I'm done working, when I've made enough, done enough. And we know it's never done, right? So very importantly and intentionally, the Frenchie comes next. What do we want to enjoy that day? And it can be anything from like a child's hug to a sunrise to a cup of coffee. Like there's no limits on it, but it is prioritizing our joy before we do anything else, like letting ourselves really know the importance of this. And then and only then do we move into the New Yorker and ask, what is the one thing I require to do today, which freaks most women out because I get all the time, what are you talking about? One One thing, one thing. I have 10 million things. But it is really beautiful to start listening to this aspect of us that knows which one thing is going to create the most momentum in our life. It doesn't mean that we don't just do only one thing in the day, but it does mean that we prioritize the thing that's most in alignment with the movement of the vision that we're moving towards. And then after that, we create an intention and we move through our day with indie Frenchie New Yorker energy. So I actually teach women to structure their day the femme type way, moving from indie Frenchie and New Yorker, and then from New Yorker Frenchie indie. Okay. So we're like, you're literally chronologically, like you're saying like, start the days in, in your ND, then move to Frenchie, like quite literally. Literally. Okay. I love this. What is the, literally. like, what is that? What's, what's happening there when we do that? Yeah. So we honor this natural flow and rhythm as we do this. So I'll give you an opposite which most of us have been taught to operate in and see if you can feel it in your body. Most of us have been taught to pick up our cell phones as soon as we open our eyes. What does the world want from me? What am I meant to do? This isn't even real New Yorker energy. This is complete faux New Yorker energy, right? What do I do? What does the world want? I'm already late. I'm already behind. It's already not enough. I'm all of this energy. So instead of waking up in faux New Yorker energy, waking up literally First and foremost, connecting with who we are, prioritizing who we are. So I help women create and identify what it is, simple activities that connect them with the truth of who they are. It might be meditation. It might be journaling. It might be going for a walk. It might be having a cup of lemon tea. These things do not need to take a long time, but we are setting the precedence of prioritizing our inner knowing and listening to who we truly are before anyone else. So starting the day with this energy and then moving into pleasure with the Frenchie. So when I look at my day, starting with whatever it is for your own indie, and then for the Frenchie prioritizing our body, it might be exercise, it might be wearing gorgeous lingerie, it might be sitting down and having blueberries with your husband, like whatever it is, and then moving into New Yorker, energy. It really creates this beautiful, natural flow. And for New Yorker, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or the CEO of your family, or you have an online business or you're in corporate, this is where we then move into this power mode. Mm -hmm. When we're done with our workday, whatever that looks like, 
and it's going to be different for everyone, right? You have stay, if you're a stay at home mom and you have a six month old, right? It's going <laughs> to, there's going to be some flexibility and some flow for you. But then moving from New Yorker energy back into Frenchy energy towards the end of the day. So we're unwinding. So we, we wind into the fem types and we unwind into the fem types. So moving from New Yorker back into Frenchie, making sure there's another element of pleasure, a connection with your body, maybe a beautiful meal, whatever it is that feels pleasing to you, and then moving into indie energy, which again, like we teach women how to set a nighttime intention. There's a whole process for the for all of us at the end of the day, instead of getting back on the computer at the end of the day, instead of going, I have one more thing to do, we actually end the day with the indie. So we start with the indie and we end with the indie, which creates this beautiful, calm, natural flow where we're engaging our energies in a way that actually gives us more energy instead of allowing us to feel depleted. That was a long, long response yeah. to what you're saying. But Perfect. <laughs> no, it's great. I'm like seeing where... I, you know, as I like have like refined my routine over time, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I do. I'm kind of like unconsciously doing that. Mm. And I love my routine, like my routine, yeah. but my evening is always the one that I kind of just go, okay, now we're done with the day. I'm going to, I'm just going to go to sleep. But my morning, it's mm-hmm. like, we're flowing up and we go into mm-hmm. doing. And then I love the idea of having like a wind back down process. It feels so good because a lot of women either stop with their New Yorker energy and try to like carry it all the way through to the end and try mm-hmm. to sleep. And then they'll say, I don't understand. I have insomnia, I'm waking up at 3 a.m. I don't know what's wrong. Or they try to skip the Frenchy energy and just go into like, okay, I'm going to do my gratitude list at the end of the day. So yeah. try it. See, you know, the, the beautiful yeah. unfolding of honoring the femme types towards the end of the day and being incredibly intentional as we unwind, it really does increase our capacity to receive more. And it's so simple. It's so simple, but it's such a beautiful way to live, I find. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So for people who are like falling in love with you, interested in what you're saying, where can they connect with you further? So really simply, we Elegant Femme on Instagram. You can find us there. And we do have a really easy, beautiful quiz to help women support them in identifying which femme type they might be predominantly operating in. So we could share that there as well. And really, those are the two places. Yeah. And we'll link that for you guys in the show notes as well, all of the all of the ways to connect to Tara. But thank you so much for being thank here. You. This was absolutely fascinating. I loved your questions. Thank you so much for leaning in and like really, you know, allowing us to go deeper on the the process. It's really, really beautiful. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.